in this monumental book by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Message to the Black Man in America, he wrote an article titled, Help Self, What Must Be Done with the So-Called Negroes. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad wrote, quote, in order to start doing for ourselves, we must start with the acquisition of land. Since our being brought in chains to the shores of America, our brain power, labor skills, talent, and wealth have been taken, given, and spent toward building and adding to the civilization of another people. It is time, he said, for you and me, the so-called Negroes, to start doing for ourselves. We must not let our children be as we are, beggars of another man for his home facilities, clothing, food, and the means of providing a living. Man depends on land for the necessities of life, food, clothing, and shelter for survival, a prime requisite for freedom. And independence is having one's own land. There can be no freedom without a people having their own land. The acquisition of land has been the major factor for more wars on our planet than any other cause. Economists agree that in order for any type of nation or system, capitalism or communism, democracy or totalitarian or what have you to exist and have a degree of independence, there must be ownership of land. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad continued, he said, as a people, we must become producers and not remain consumers and employees. We must be able to extract raw materials from the earth and manufacture them into something useful for ourselves. This would create jobs in production. And we must remember that without land, there is no production. And the surplus of what we produce, we could sell. And of course, this would open up areas of trade and commerce for us. Land ownership, my beloved brothers and sisters, is the pathway to wealth. Welcome to our third edition of BBI Talks. I'm your professor, Karima Lotus, and we've got a wonderful guest on our show today. This is part three of our Green Gold series where we are focused on 
helping us as black people have a more favorable appreciation for land and returning to the land. And we have an awesome guest by the name of Brother Patrick, the farmer, Muhammad from Your Faith Farms. And the topic of the day is thinking outside the dirt. <laughs> and I teased Brother Patrick because he came up with the name and I said, TM, ding. <laughs> Let's get it cracking, y'all. <laughs> What's going on? Assalamu alaikum, Brother Patrick. Wa alaikum salam. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Even better seeing your face. How you doing, big brother? Well, we, we thank Allah for another opportunity and another day to uh, do something worthy of being afforded and rewarded another day of life. And so we yes. never take one moment, one hour, one day for granted because during this time, the earth is casting off its burden. And we do not want to be in the category of being a burden on this earth, but to be a blessing on the earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I chose that. I don't know if you could hear it or not, but I played uh, a clip from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan where he talks about how land and land ownership is the pathway to wealth. And I couldn't think of a better way to start today's episode. Look, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I couldn't wow. think of a better way to start today's episode than with that quote. And I, originally I was going to send it to you, but then I said, no, 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 because he's going to be on the show. That's going to be his lead in. Mm. And so I, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it because um, I want you to please share with our, with our audience how you how you and your family even came about getting 30 acres and a mule <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you and, and pardon me uh, as a farmer you never stand still so uh, yeah if you see me walking uh, it's not because i i suffer from uh, anything other than a lazy man don't eat and a lazy man can't farm so uh, know, you have right. to be a master of multitasking. And so I'm walking, checking animals. I do have two sisters here volunteering. So they're working. I'm kind of watching them. So if you see me moving. Oh, you cut out for a minute. Okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, how we got started. Um, we listened to... Uh, a lecture from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, um, um, Time and What Must Be Done, number 36. And it's farming is the engine to our national life. And yes. in that video, um, the minister encouraged, um, encouraged the whole world to buy land and to have land ownership and some of the benefits of land ownership. And that video, um, you know, I watched it maybe one time and it made an immediate impact. And we began the conversation in our home about buying land. And so mm. by the second, third, and fourth time that we watched that video, it was just continuing to imprint the fact that we must do it. And so That's my right. wife and I, Sister Ishtar, had those conversations and we began to step out on faith. 
and and go in that direction. We had no guidance, no roadmap, no previous history, no family inheritance. We literally stepped out on faith. And in the conversation of land, then um, God began to line people up that had some means, some method, some knowledge, some contact with land. And uh, we end up meeting my former mentor uh, and his wife, uh, Wayne and Charmaine Swanson, um, who are our best friends to this day, and they changed our life. And so we went from a 30-foot yard subdivision to 31 acres and a mule. Uh, And so we've been here now six years. Six years, and I know that you've probably learned a lot, which is uh, one of the reasons why, one of many reasons why we invited you on the show today. Um, the topic today, for those of you who are just joining us, is thinking outside the dirt, profiting from your land. And, I, I, you know, when we had this conversation, you thought of that name, right? What were you thinking about when thinking outside the dirt came to mind? Uh, well, thinking outside the dirt uh, came to mind. The sisters are, are asking the question. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you what thinking outside the dirt. Can I flip my camera on this thing? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, well I have to turn my camera. Okay. So the volunteer sisters are thinking outside the dirt. <laughs> right now, they are bagging up hemp soil. But now I'm going to have them sisters. If you come here, you see the small bags. Uh, you can bag the pecans, okay, right there in front. Mm. And just fill up those small bags. So they are filling, and you can grab a chair so you can be as, mo- as comfortable as possible in those chairs. So the sisters are now picking pecans. Now, they're picking pecans from these fruit trees in our front yard that I didn't plant. These trees mm. are over 30 years old, and they continue to yield pecans year after year after year, Okay. And as the price of pecans go up, it doesn't matter. My trees uh, do not function based off the market value. They continue to function. Okay. So we have mm-hmm. pecan trees. We have black walnut trees, persimmon trees, fig trees. Okay? And so from the fruit trees alone, there's an economy. We're also Absolutely. bagging up dirt. Mm-hmm. We're bagging up dirt. We sell dirt to gardeners and farmers, people with home gardens. Uh, we have livestock on our property, uh, from cows to sheep to chickens to horses. And one of the things mm. that uh, we have continued to do is we're entrepreneurs. And so right. uh, as farmers, we can't stop our entrepreneur mentality. So we kind of tag ourselves as farmerpreneurs now, right? And so my wife right. is, is a, um, a phenomenal canner. Uh, so she cans all of our excess vegetables or excess fruit. She's now canning fruits and vegetables from people in the community. So that's another economy that's been created. We rescued a horse a year ago, one horse, and just as a pleasure, right, to ride and enjoy. Now we have 20 horses on the property. We have a new horse business. So on the weekend now, my son runs our horse business. He does rides for children. He does rides for adults. Uh, And we just do, we do therapy rides as well. That came from buying land, just following the first instruction. Our main business is grass-fed beef and lamb. You know, I did not grow I grew up in East St. Louis. There was no cows running around East St. Louis, right? <laughs> but from the instruction from the, minister, yeah, <laughs> from the instruction from the minister buying the land, 
you, we have to tap into the mind that told him to buy the land. And if you tap into that okay. mind, that's the law. So if you tap into a law, he will give you ne the next instruction. And so we Absolutely. went from having cows to now we process cows. We went from having lamb to now we mm. process lamb. We went from just having chicken eggs to now we hatch baby chickens and now we sell baby chickens. So uh, thinking outside the dirt is a concept of bringing the entrepreneur spirit to the land uh, movement. That's awesome. And actually I've taken the liberty of jotting down some notes as you've been going along. So number one, the importance of planting and or harvesting fruit trees. And that's something that's created generational wealth. Um, matter of fact, that's one of the things that we're going to be doing here at our orchard, Magnolia Crescent, is growing um, fruit trees. And we, we, you know, it's funny because I checked you out on your Instagram. And for those of y'all who are not already following him, but by all means, follow him on Instagram at Your Faith Farms as well as subscribe to his YouTube channel, Your Faith Farms. Look, I'm giving you the plug already. Oh, thank you. For the plug. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I don't mind. I don't mind sharing the love. There's more. There's <laughs> enough love to go, go around, big brother. Yeah. But yeah. but it's important that you subscribe because um, I was watching a, a, a Instagram post that you gave where you were shaking the per, uh, persimmon trees to get the fruits to come down. And it was funny because we have two of them and we couldn't figure out how to get them before the, before the deer do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, I was like, now, oh, geez, that's what's up. Right, and, and don't tell your husband I told you this one because then he, I don't want y'all not to go to the persimmon tree, right? So the reason okay. I knocked them down as well is not only the deers, but the persimmons is the one of the favorite <laughs> diets of the coyotes. Ah. Um, you, want, you, you don't want a, an abundance of persimmon tree, persimmon fruit on the ground because now you attract wildlife to your uh, persimmon trees to consume the persimmons. And so if you do add chickens, now you have showed them where your chickens are and now you have a problem with your hands. So uh, oh, you get the no. little picker and you shake, right? Because when your pecans hit the ground, you only have a certain amount of time before they go back. So you want to begin to shake them before. On your fruit trees, your apples, you don't want the apples to hit the ground. You want to get them before. So sometimes right. farming is knowing when to harvest. Right? Mm. The harvest is bountiful. But if you don't know when to harvest, then that bountiful harvest could then become a problem. Absolutely. And it's funny that you also mentioned that your beautiful wife, Sister Ishtar, who I absolutely love and adore, um, that she is a master canner. And when we're talking about um, the raw raw goods versus the, um, the finished goods, um, you're able to, to ask for more when it's something that is a, a finished product. So whether it be mm -hmm. gourmet preserve, things of that nature. And I think that's a part of that keeping outside the dirt is being able to see even your fruit beyond just the fruit, but also yeah. seeing it as a part of some some other finished product that you can create. Is that something that has been uh, something that you've been thinking about and, and processing yeah. as well? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, one of the lessons that we learned early on uh, when we were, uh -huh. you know, just kind of following the steps of, hey, you, you know, you go to a farmer's market. That's what farmers do, right? And so right. for us, fortunately, our farmer's market, uh, we were taking meat. Right. So if I take grass fed beef and grass fed lamb, that's a certain price point that I asked for. Right. You know, 
$8 a pound for grass-fed beef, $10 a pound for grass-fed lamb. So typically at the end of a farmer's market, you know, our table, we're going to make, you know, three, $400. Well, my counterparts, okay. I would see them and they have this table full of cabbage and tomatoes and broccoli and okra that they've grown, you know, for months and months and the labor and the de-weeding that had to go into that. And they're selling it for, you know, $8 a bushel, you know, $12, you know, for five, six, seven. But at the end of the day, they might have cleared their table and made a hundred dollars. And I mm. felt bad, you know, and I knew like, I'm not going to grow vegetables if that's all I'm going to make. If I'm going to do that, those right. are only going to be for consumption of the family. And so we began to study value added products, right? And mm -hmm. so when you're selling vegetables, if you don't have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres to sell vegetables to a restaurant and to a grocery store, then you have to create those value added products so that you're earning more for harvesting less. So now you right. take a chow chow or a slaw or a jelly that you're using less of the yield, but you're charging a higher premium for that jam, that jelly, that slaw. And so that's my recommendation for the small homestead kind of farms to see what you can do value added with the products that you can raise and or grow. And so speaking of my wife in that, so we have hair sheep and we have wool sheep and the hair sheep we use primarily for meat, but the wool sheep we use for wool and the meat. So we're learning how to shear, she's learning how to spin the wool. And then she, of course, she's mm -hmm. already a seamstress and we all have that value. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So now, is this something that you and your family kind of knew before you acquired your land? Or are these things that you have just been learning along the way? And this is this is really important for those who um, know nothing about the land, know nothing about the different ways in which you can, um, whether it be harvest from the land or, or even produce goods. Did you learn all of this when you got on your land or were there some things that you actually brought into this situation? Um, I think the best way to answer it is uh, we're that family that, you know, the, the, the plant that you get at the funeral and like, oh, this is a memory of your family member and that plant never supposed to die. Like we're that family where that plant dies, right? <laughs> we're that family <laughs> in the subdivision that, you know, they go to work and they've been gone so long that the dog was tied up to a line and the dog dehydrated and the neighbor called a pound. Like we were that family, right? <laughs> oh, wow. So we, I say step, but we leaped out on faith, knowing nothing mm -hmm. of cattle, knowing nothing of chickens, knowing nothing of lamb, knowing nothing of nothing of nothing. We believe in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and Master Farad Muhammad. And if the minister said it can be done, you'll be successful, we believe it. And That's so right. everything that I'm sharing with you all is not from uh, my college experience, not from mm -hmm. my great grandfather passing down the wisdom of the agri-science. I'm telling you all what we learned from trial and error, from victory and failure, from success and from retreat. Awesome. And so um, I say that with so much passion because I hope your viewers know it's doable. Right. Don't let someone else's success or failure determine your attitude and determine the amount of energy you put towards something. So there could be a farmer next door to me across the street around the corner who has failed multiple times, but I believe in failing forward. 
So if we fail, mm-hmm. we're going to fail forward. We're going to learn from where we hit our head on the ground. We're going to start from there, right. stand back up, and we're going to fail again. And as long as we keep failing forward, we're making progress. And so these last six years have been progress uh, in the making. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, I want to um, speak about your mentor, because I think in any business endeavor, having a good mentor is critical. How did you meet your mentor, and how has that been uh, really the blessing to you and to your family? Oh, my goodness. Uh, My mentor is Wayne Swanson. Um, did not know Wayne before 2013. Uh, I actually was introduced to Wayne by a mutual frat brother. Um, and I did a cold call. I called him on the phone and said, Hey man, uh, my name is Patrick, <laughs> you know, classic introduction, right? My name is Patrick. I heard you got a form. Uh, I want to talk to you about forming. He was like, Hey, I'm out of town. You can come see me on Saturday. Uh, I go see him on Saturday. And we walk in his property. It's 36 acres of this beautiful farm. It's cows running around. And he's just walking with a casual, you know, stroll from the block. And it's like a slit malt liquor bull sitting in front of us, right? And he just casually walking up to the bull. And I'm amazed. Uh, Brother Leroy is with me. <laughs> and so I was waiting for the opportunity to say, like, hey, man, like, who died? You know, or what insurance did you get? Or you hit the lottery or that kind of stuff. And he was like, no, man, my family and I made a decision. We saved some money. We bought a farm. And for me, you know, he made it doable. And by the end uh, of our tour of his farm, he was like, listen, brother, I'll make you an offer. If you're interested, I'll take you to my source. We'll buy some cows and we'll put them on my land. You have to come out here and help me or you put them on my land. Um, that was six and a half years ago. Uh, so in October, he made that uh, declaration. December, we bought the eight cows and I was at his house every weekend. Uh, by April of that year, we have found our farm, and by July, we have moved to our farm. And Wayne and I have done hundreds of thousands of dollars together with only a handshake, no contract, no arguments, no money loss. If he goes by eight cows, four of those are mine. If I go by 20 sheep, 10 of those are his. Like, it's, it's an unwritten love and commitment to each other. And both of our farms have been successful at the same time, going up at the same time. If somebody pulls in his yard to buy a whole cow at $2,500 and they live in Fairburn, he's going to say, no, you can go to Pat and spend that $2,500 with him. If somebody calls me and says, hey, I got $2,500, I want a cow, and I live in Stockbridge, uh, just call Wayne. He's at the house right now. Go, go do it with him. And that, that love and, and commitment in our, each other's presence and in the absence of each other has made our relationship one that should be studied because it's a model that has truly been successful. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to me, a Christian, oh, and I'm a Muslim, and we've had beautiful arguments or division uh, with those things that separate us. And I think uh, what what I hear um, within your your story, your testimony, which is absolutely beautiful, is the importance of having a brotherhood and a sisterhood. Because when you have that brotherhood and you have that sisterhood, then a lot of the um, the the challenges that people have in business will no longer be an issue. But then there's something else that I hear, and that is um, having moral character and integrity is important. That is also oh. important in business. And so yes. we're talking about thinking outside the dirt. Yeah, we're talking about products. That's true. But we're also talking about what 
mentality is important to have in order to be successful. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. And I, I just wanted to show the sisters. Can y'all hold up the bags that y'all made? Can y'all hold up the pecan bags? The, so the sisters have been bagging pecans. <laughs> so if you want to take those those little bags that's left, and if you can do the same dirt, we just do it in those small bags. Okay, okay. Okay, pardon me. For, pardon me for the commercial break. Those are uh, uh, organic <laughs> pecans and, <laughs> and hemp-infused soil if you're looking for that for your uh, for your gardening plan. <laughs> um, but yes, the integrity. Um, so I have a character I'm not going to call it a flaw it's just my character stamp okay I believe that your cup runneth over if you're pouring some out mm. I don't believe your cup is runneth over if you have your hand or a lid on top right, right. I believe that it right. overflows because I'm pouring some out and God keeps pouring more in and mm -hmm. so um, we don't get ideas or concepts or business opportunities and we're selfish and keep it to ourselves. Big right. deals await the wide awake man and woman to work out, right? And a right. lot is, is limitless, right? And he's bountiful. Right. And so if I think that if somebody else does it, then I have just cut my foot off, no. So when I see someone successful, I'm like, oh, Allahu Akbar. That's an opportunity for me to be successful as well. Because right. God is not the kind that he blesses uh, on Monday and don't bless on Tuesday. He don't bless on right. Friday and don't bless on Saturday. He's in the blessing business. And so if That's I'm right. a steward of blessing others, then I should be the recipient of blessings from Allah. And so that integrity um, must be found in your business to be successful. I don't market. Um, most time when I'm on social media, I'm just talking about blessings. And I guess that becomes marketing or I share our blessings and becomes marketing. But I haven't, I haven't posted like a flyer of our meeting in, in almost years, but I sell meat every week. You know, I haven't even made a flyer yet of our horses rising tours, but we're booked in, in, through December. You know, uh, my wife is making uh, the junior FY uniforms, you know, for the past, I don't know, my son is 16 now. So his first one, was he three months old? She's made uniforms every year, right? She pays mm. her savings, they give him uniforms. Uh, and so business after business from our publishing company to our daycare, um, our character is what has sold for us mm -hmm. and been our greatest marketing tool. And so in your business, I encourage others to be yourself. My daily, or I'll say my weekly reminder from my father, we talk every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Before Beautiful. that call ends, my dad says, in all your success, son, I want you to continue to be Pat. Don't be nobody mm -hmm. else. Don't try to be mm -hmm. nobody else. Don't emulate nobody else. I want you to be that same little innocent Pat in all of your success. And so that's, right. uh, that's, that's the goal uh, is every day this is to be ourselves, to treat each other the same way we want to be treated, um, to love others. And, you know, am I one that people could take advantage of because I'm a giver? Of course. But that's on their conscience. I, right. I, I know my Allah is so merciful that if someone took advantage of our willingness uh, to be nice and to help, that's just on them. That that doesn't stop that's our right. blessings. So I'm going to be nice to every person that I meet. 
time and time again. Now I have a question. The name of your farm is Your Faith Farm, right? Yes. So Brother Patrick, my question to you for all to hear is how does Brother Patrick build his faith? In order for you to be able to have these ideas and be willing to move out on them, what do you do to feed your faith so that you can continue to take that step and know that Allah is going to bless you? Mm, that's a phenomenal question. Um, Praise to Allah. I would say um, I, I have to answer it in, in, in stages. Um, I would say my faith, my personal faith, um, is rooted in my love, admiration, fear of God. Mm. Then I would say my faith is continued to be strengthened by my love, respect, and relationship with my wife. If we are helpless, then her desires become my desires and my desires become her desires. And when you have someone who loves you unconditionally, then whatever condition that we're in, the love does not lesson it's not oh i love you when we're doing good right. i love you good bad and are indifferent and so that's right when i have an idea and she listens to my idea she doesn't listen to my idea and then it's like oh that ain't gonna work she listens to my idea and becomes my help me to see how can i bring my husband's idea into reality beautiful when I hear her Beautiful. desires, her wishes, I don't hear them as, man, girl, that's crazy. I hear that <laughs> is, how can I make my wife's desires, wishes, ambitions, and goals a reality? And so, Beautiful. see, we believe in when we say our prayers, that we say our prayers, and when it gets to the personal part, we say mm -hmm. ours out loud. Mm. Right? So when she's having her moment with Allah, I'm sitting right there listening to it. When Beautiful. I'm having my moment with Allah, she's sitting there listening to it. And while we're waiting for the big Allah to bless us, my Allah next to me and her Allah next to her can show our power and work a miracle in our lives. Beautiful. Because right? sometimes the things we ask for, we just need to reach out and grab it. But if you have that That's doubt, right. if you have that fear, you know, then then it is delayed. So um, and then, of course, you know, uh, being blessed to be on this planet at the same time with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yes. And yes. it's not about so much uh, I wear the name Muhammad or I'm in the nation of Islam. If you love truth. Right. You can hear with blinders on and the hardest heart, the truth that comes from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. His truth awesome. is not dressed in any certain kind of uniform, color, decoration. His truth is truth. And his truth That's is right. a lot. And so I am a product of the Million Man March. And I'm proud to say that. I'm one of those that stood there, not as a Muslim. I stood at the Million Man March as a black man that was in college, born and raised in East St. Louis, had just crossed mm -hmm. the burning sands of Alpha Phi Alpha, 
And I stood there All right, the now. Wall, and this is my first time ever hearing of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan live. My Christian mm. mother paid for me to go to the Million Man March. So I was there as a spectator. Beautiful. But the minister Beautiful. said, go back to your homes, go back to your churches, go back to your organizations and make them better. And so in that quest to do that, I was led to the Nation of Islam. And I am a product. So if you think that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is a hater, is an evil man, is a dictator, but you have found that you are in love with the character of Patrick Muhammad, the principal, the educator, the entrepreneur, then just know I'm a product of him. So how could he be those things that the media has told you and you love a brother like me? So That's I am right. a product of the Million Man March in the Nation of Islam. And, and you know, it's, it's funny that you say that because you, you actually segued into my next question <laughs> since we just um, had the anniversary of the Million Man March. It was the 25-year anniversary of the Million Man March. Um, during that time, I was a sophomore at Clark Atlanta University. Um, I was not yet a registered believer in the Nation of Islam. I was I was still, you know, just out there, just, you know, in school. Um, and it was actually a, a, a brother who I went to, to school with named Brother Kyrie, who invited me out. But I remember when he was getting ready to leave, I said, no, you can't go. They're going to hurt y'all. You know, I was just so afraid for him. And he says, no, I'll be fine. I promise you, I'll be back and I'll tell you all about it. And he did. He went and I watched it on TV and it was the most beautiful sight I have ever witnessed in my life. And and, and what makes that um, event so Special, one of many things is the fact that the minister didn't say go back, Brother Patrick, and become a registered believer in the nation of Israel. No, he, he didn't did say that. He did not. That was a, that was a choice that you made based upon a truth that you heard. Yes, but he could have, you know. And I think yes. a lot of people forget that that he was the one that Allah inspired to call a million and two million men come and respond, and. He could have used that platform to say, okay, now all of you register in the Nation of Islam, but he didn't do that. He said, you go back home to your communities, to whatever uh, faith tradition that you're going to follow and start to serve your community. And so the question that I was going to ask you, Brother Patrick, that you kind of partially answered, um, in the spirit of the Man March, how do you see the work that you're doing now tie into the pledge that you made on the wall some 25 years ago. Wow. Well, I, I tell you this, um, you know, you, you don't know uh, what your future holds, right? Yes. And so standing on that mall and look, let me tell you what I didn't know. Look at that. That's my 20 year old daughter, right? <laughs> you know, Beautiful. Um, so standing on that mall, I didn't know I was going to be blessed to be able to, with my wife, produce such a jewel, you know, in my daughter. I didn't know that I'll have a 15-year-old, um, you know, and a nine-year-old uh, that are my helpers in the cause, you know, of truth. And so I didn't know I was going to be blessed with such an amazing wife, you know what I mean? So beautiful, um, yes. Just following uh, in the spirit of truth again, just following in that the opportunities that we've had, Sister Karima, 
and the things that we've done, uh, I think a lot were humble, you know, because if we were kind of those, you know, people who brag, I mean, we we got something we could brag about. Um, we look at them as blessings, but, you know, we right. have a publishing company that we don't advertise that we have over 500 authors in print. Not five, awesome. 500 authors. 500 authors. That on, on my laptop, I personally produced 500 books, read through the books, awesome. made the contracts with the companies, made the contracts with the illustrators, right? Before Facebook, we had a 15,000 member private uh, community on Ning called Believers Only. Ning.com. I yep. had 15,000 people. I remember that. Down, right? That I could push a button be a dollar, right? <laughs> right. So that was there. You know, we've been able to produce a junior FY uniforms that juniors wear all over the nation, right? Beautiful. So those are things that we're living on 31 acres and we have 20 horses. I have brothers at my house every day and sisters riding horses. I have volunteers here now, right? So those are things that we have done. If we were braggy, we could boast, but no, the blessing. So for the cup to run it over, you need to give back. So when I go find That's a right. horse, a, a reasonable price, I call a friend who won a horse. I got a horse for you. Come ride. So I see their children riding and their wives riding. And now we have couples riding. In. Beautiful. And that's why I know Allah continues to bless us. So, you know, we didn't know what was going to come of the Million Man March. We didn't know what was going to come of me marrying uh, MGT. We didn't know what was going to come of us, you know, doing what we're doing. But I can tell you every day when my eyes crack and I can hear my rooster and, and see the sunrise, I know that Allah is smiling. And the yes. more time we have in front of us is only going to be so much better than we, the time we have now. And it brings me to my next question, Brother Patrick. And this is a question that even my, my husband and I had to ask. How do you find the time? <laughs> You know, how do you find the time to do everything that you're doing in your day? Um, because, you know, that's that's one thing about being a, a creative person and, and, and having that entrepreneurial spirit, spirit is to know what to move out on and what to kind of put down in that now journal. Another plug for my sister. <laughs> so write down in your now journal of something that maybe you have to put off you know, for a later date and time, how do you determine what you're going to move out on and what you're just going to kind of hold on? Um, oh, oh, you there? You uh -oh. I, I can hear you. Button. We just can't see you. Okay, hold on. I hit the wrong button. Okay, <laughs> okay here we go. Hold on. Your daughter is saying something to me. Say it again. You want to do a little more? Sure. Let okay. Uh, uh, my daughter and her yes <laughs> so she was just making sure I, I knew her assignment um so sister Karima can you hear me can you hear me did I lose you did I lose you sister Karima it says everyone can see and hear you can you see and hear me? Yes. Sister Karima? Still 
Okay, it looks like we're just coming in. Okay, we're coming back in. Here we go. If you have any questions, for those of you who we lost for a hot second, if you have any questions for Brother Patrick, the principal former, I'll be uh, sharing those questions with him momentarily uh, after he answers this question. And I wanted to thank you for watching. I can now. I was just kind of letting people know to drop their questions for you. And okay. um, so that way when we get to the Q&A section, I can make sure that I get it. But please okay. call me. Continue. Okay, I wanted to finish that question. I think that's a key yes, question. Yes, sir. And the way I'll answer that, sister, is when you enjoy what you're doing, there's no such thing called time. Mm. So I think in my experience, what limits us is that we are still trying to use a Western time and not a universal time. Okay, because what do you mean Allah by that? Is the author of the universe. And so Allah's inspiration does not come on Western time. Allah's inspiration comes on a universal time. So if mm. Allah wakes you up at two o'clock in the morning, you can't tell Allah, I need you to wait for Western time. Right. You have to get up at two o'clock in the morning and start on that inspiration, inspire, inspiration, right? Inspiration does not have a clock. And so when you enjoy what you're doing, when you enjoy what you're doing, when, when you're doing inspiring what you're doing, then you should be doing that at all times not on western absolutely absolutely beautiful beautiful so but even with that brother patrick um and it's not to take away from what you just shared because what you just shared was truly i mean those were jewels however when you have someone who sincerely has just a, an overabundance of ideas how do you shortlist those ideas to determine what you're, even if it's determining the sequence in which you're going to roll out your ideas? Uh, yes. So um, now in that, you know, you might have 10 ideas. Okay. So you know how you have low hanging fruit. Okay. okay. So what you want to do is those things that you can get the quick win Go ahead and knock those out. So if it's a if it's an ebook and it's ten pages, it shouldn't take you ten months, right? <laughs> okay. Lock yourself down on your time, your universal time. You spend two days, you knock out those ten pages, you get your cover, you upload it. That one's off your list, okay? Gotcha. But you don't try to do the fifteen chapter book, or you don't try to uh, do the uh, buy the warehouse at the same time because those things will take you more time so you do right it based on the amount of time that it needs to take to get it done and then get it done and get it over with and gotcha. so uh, what happens is we try to you know say bite off more than you can chew what happens is we're trying to do too much that takes too much time too often but if you do those little uh -huh. small victories consistently right so if i do 10 small things consistently right now I have 10 things completed where some people still try to do one. I'll give you another five mm. when people say, oh, when I get my money right, I'm going to get married. <laughs> I've been married 21 years. Uh -huh. still ain't right. But I've been married for 21 years. 
right? Mm. If I was waiting to get my money right, I'd be single for 21 years. Wow. Okay? And there so are some people who have been. Get done, get them done. And, and there are some, some people out there who have been still waiting to get their money right. Uh, <laughs> and, and lonely. Now, when we're talking about the land, what would you consider to be some of those low-hanging fruits that you uh, mentioned a little earlier? What are these? Well, from the, the items that you mentioned, what are the low-hanging fruits? Uh, the the low-hanging fruit for me, uh, one has been uh, the concept of uh, the farmer's market. Okay. So a farmer's market on a farm, you know, basically whatever product that you have. So for me, it was meat and vegetables, but for some people, it could be uh, pecans, whatever. So when I was going to the farmer's market, I realized they were paying $25 per vendor to be there. And so I was like, wow, they just used a parking lot. So I created my own farmer's market at my house. Awesome. And people, they paid me $25 to have a booth, and I sold my meat. All right. So mm. what, what I'm saying is that is sometimes you have to think outside the dirt. So when I see something, if I was buying horses and taking them to a place and they were keeping my horse and I was paying them, but I got 31 acres. I was like, that don't make no sense. Let me build right. what they build. So I, I'm building 20 stalls. Right? So if you begin to think and let Allah give you the inspiration and then act on it instantly. Don't wait. You know, we want to wait. I got to get everything. That's what I love about Brother Ben uh, and his program. Don't wait till it's perfect. The earth is not perfect. It's a wobble in its nature. Y'all know how That's long we've right. been on the earth? If we were waiting for the earth to be perfect, we would never be in existence. Right? So some things are imperfect, and over evolution, they perfect themselves. So some mm -hmm. of your ideas are imperfect. Go ahead and bring them to fruition. My buddy right here in front of me is starting a horse trail business. He got a horse. He didn't have a truck. Now he got a truck. Right? He had a horse. Now he got a truck. He have a trailer. He's going to get a trailer. <laughs> right? Awesome. So now he got a horse, a truck, a trailer. He got a horse trail business. And saddles. And within 30 <laughs> days. Now, if he was saying, you know, brother, I got to wait until you, I got to figure out how to, okay, well, there's money on the table and you're losing. Right. There's money on the table right. you could be winning. So in your right. life, in your business, in your circumstance, what low-hanging fruit can you get done this week? What low-hanging fruit Absolutely. can you get done by the end of 2020? What low-hanging fruit can you get done before you finish your college degree? I made money in college, you all. I, I played basketball. I was a star point guard in college. Do you all know at halftime, I had a team of friends that sold chew sticks, incense, and buttons during halftime. <laughs> I'm in the locker room getting the, the play for the second half. I'm making money in the stands. You hear what I'm saying? Right. So I do. waiting, 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 then it's not going to happen. I don't know how to go to pawn shops and put something on the layaway and put it on eBay and, and don't have no money and get people to buy it on eBay. Then I go buy it from the pawn shop and I ship it to them. Right? So I know how to make Come money. On, but if you Teach wait, grind, if, if, if I get a loan, if I get approved from Wells Fargo, if Bank of America approved, man, come on now. Y'all don't think that Allah created, defeated the impossible when he created himself? You have the greatest gift of anything ever in creation. You have Allah's mind and his brain. That's right. Nothing with it. 
then he's worthy of taking it back. Mm. Mm. To whom much is given, much is required. We are yes. here with Brother Patrick, the principal farmer, right here on BBI Talks. And it's somewhat of a relaxed conversation that we're having for those of you who are on Instagram. I, I know you can hear him, but you can't see him. However, feel free to join me at Prof, P-R-O-F, Karima, K-A-R-R-I-E-M-A-H, Lotus, L-O-T-U-S. And you can actually see him. Uh, walking around, you can see some of his property as he scan, uh, scan or pans his camera on his property. It's beautiful. I would highly recommend that you uh, have a moment, put on your mask, put on your gloves, grab your hand sanitizer and head on out to your face farm. And of course, you need to call in advance. Don't just show up on his property, but <laughs> call in advance and schedule your horseback riding lesson or ride. Um, my husband and I plan on going up there over the weekend, so feel free to join us. We're going to yeah. call. Go ahead and let them know Lotus sent you, and let's go for a ride together and let's talk. How about that? Sounds yeah. good. And sister, sister Curry, okay. I get one more plug. It's not a plug for me, but it's a plug for us as a community. I would encourage, just like you and your husband have done, you we, we have to buy land. The yes. freedom and the level of peace that comes when you own land is is limitless. Um, I just had a brother out here Absolutely. Who was dealing with some things. <clears throat> and mm. it, it took us two hours to even get to the horseback ride. Just the level wow. of peace. I didn't know something um, that I experience until I didn't know it is something called noise pollution. So in the mm. cities, we have become numb to the noise pollution of a city. The sirens, the horns, the barking dogs, the neighbors, the doors slamming, the doors opening, the right, the car zooming down the road. Well, we don't have that. My noise is, did you hear that bird? Oh, that was a different bird. Oh my goodness. Look at, I can hear the wings of that owl. Oh my, look at, can you see the wind? I can see the wind blowing through the, you know, as a coyote. Oh, look at the little worm. You know, our noise is nature. And nature does not have a stinging noise. Nature right. has a soothing, relaxing noise. Yeah. And so when you can get away to where you can appreciate that level, then those stressors, the high blood pressure, cholesterol, you know, mm. stroke. Tension headaches. That's why the farmers are 100 years old. Man, my granddaddy was on a farm. He was 120 years you know, Because the, the quality of life is different because we slow down to nature's pace. And That's right. Pace. Absolutely. And those are those and, unwritten things. And, and, and you know what, Brother Patrick, I, I just want to say this, and I appreciate what you're sharing, but, but there's a, you know, everybody has a why. And there was something that I learned many years ago when Ominous Louis Farrakhan first um, rolled out the Up With Jesus, Down With Santa boycott of, of Christmas shopping, right? Or holiday spending. He said, unless you are spending your money with Black-owned businesses. And one of the things that I realized during that time, whereas I thought that all of these industries were oversaturated with tons of people selling the same products, offering the same services. When, when we were restricted to only buying with our own, 
like you said, the open fields await the wide awake man and woman to work out in. I realized how many areas, how many industries we as a community can venture off into. And so I made it a part of my mission to help us find us so we can spend our money with us. Mm. And that's why I don't have a problem telling people what you do or any other black owned business that is striving hard to uh, provide their products and services with, with a presentation of black excellence. Right. Because I don't promote everything. Yes, Let's be clear. Yes, but for those who don't meet the standard, that's why we're offering the training. That's why we're offering BBI talks so that we can elevate you to where you need to be so that we can share information about your business for everyone to patronize. You just may not be ready for that right now. But for those that are, we have to spread the word. We, we are charged with spreading the word about our businesses so that we can make it easier for us to find one another. So that's just my little soapbox, brother. Um, I had to share that because it's important that we tell each other what each other does so that we can spend our money with ourselves. Because I don't care if it's the Trump or the Biden. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. Hear me clearly. <laughs> It don't yeah. matter. Yeah. If we are not taking our own destiny in our own hands, we're going to lose either way. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and what now, you just shared in that. Go, go, go ahead. No, no. I, I just want to give you this question, and I want you to okay. go ahead and say what you were going to say, but I just want to put this question on your mind. Um, uh, Sister Rochelle's Cuisine uh, says that she she understands about uh, faith, your faith farm sells meat. What kind do you sell and how can she purchase? See, this is beautiful. This is what I'm talking about. Building that black ecosystem. <laughs> awesome, awesome. We sell grass-fed beef and grass-fed lamb. Uh, everything is raised right here on our property. Um, and then we sell it to families. We sell it, you know, individual pieces. We sell it quarter, half, and whole. Um, what I will encourage you all to do is there's about to be a, a serious meat shortage. And I'm not saying this to pump no business, right? The, the meat shortage is right. because of the pandemic that the processing plants are closing down. And so the large farmers, they can't process. So what mm. happens is now you have uh, an abundance of cows who were being raised to go to slaughter. that can't go to slaughter because the processing plants can't. So the large farmers that are monocrop farmers, meaning they only do black cow, they only do brown cow, they only do corn, they only do, they'll go ahead and um, call the demise of that product for the insurance. So they don't mind wow. them, just killing the cows and use insurance mm. money. Well, that means that that meat that was raised is not going into the U.S. supply chain. So there's a meat shortage. Right. So if you do have the ability to store Meat, I would say buy from farmers like me. Buy your family a quarter cow, a half a cow, a whole lamb, and put it in your freezer. I'm not saying buy it and then have the biggest barbecue in the community. I'm saying buy it, put it in your <laughs> freezer, so when times are lean, you can pull it out. So now it sounds like our survival again. You pull it out, but you have to have a dog. Why you got to have a dog? Because you need to take the manure from that dog. You need to burn it outside your door so people smell the foul odor so you can eat that good steak inside. Because when the famine comes and you got meat, you got bread, you got milk, they're coming. But if you don't know how to disguise, how to protect, or how to grow, or how to store, 
then you're going to be in a bad situation. So, yes, you can go to yourfaithform.com and you send an email and you can place your order for me. Um, likewise with our vegetables. But more importantly, you need to begin to store food in your homes. Awesome. Awesome. And it's, it's funny because we will, right now we're on our Green Gold series, Big Brother, but we will be moving into um, a series entitled On the Brink of Famine. So we're going to be talking about this, and I would love for you to come back during that series um, to kind of share some of the things uh, from a, a survival point of view. Yes. Um, yes. Maybe even have your wife with, with the canning. That would be awesome for her to kind of talk about that as well, if you don't mind. But I think it's important that we, you know, discuss these things and have uh, a real clear plan. Uh, the other thing is there's a brother um, who has a business where he also sells organically grown or I think they call it Clean 15 certified uh, food that delivers. And so it's important that we know that these types of businesses in our communities exist that we can patronize. Um, I have another question from uh, our Facebook family. They're asking, is there a community of black landowners that you are a member of or that uh, or a community of new landowners that one can join to benefit from lessons that you've learned as well as other uh, black landowners in karma? As far as the community, uh, you know, we kind of just Wayne Swanson and I, <clears throat> you can connect to us and we're going to tell you everything we know. Right. There's a couple different Facebook groups um, that I've seen uh, okay. on our YouTube channel and on Wayne's YouTube channel. We literally do lessons. <coughs> Pardon me. But collectively, it's not a lot of us that are doing it. I'm not saying we're the only game in town. I'm just saying there's not a there's not 5,000 black farmers. Like, I'm not saying it's that in abundance. It, it's a small number. And since we've been here six years, there's 12 more families that are living on farms from just the encouragement of, of visiting, you know, our respective farms. Um, so currently there's awesome. not a group, uh, but if you follow any of our social media, we do find groups, we do share it. Um, there is a, a new um, land acquisition group that I'm familiar with, Supreme Investors, I, I believe that's it. Supreme Investors that are, are gathering people who are interested. Uh, but currently I don't know of a large collective outside of a Facebook group right now awesome awesome information okay are there any questions on instagram because we're about to bring this conversation to a close we've we've kept the principal farmer uh for an hour now and i don't want to take up too too much of his time because i know he has so many things that he has to focus on and i appreciate you even taking this hour out of your time brother patrick to speak with me here on bbi talks um did you have any closing words on the topic of thinking outside the dirt, profiting from your land that you want to share with our listeners and viewers? Um, again, I would like to say thank you to you and your family for all that you have done and, and the connection that you all have been to our family uh, from the Praise years of the relationship. And I just pray that the bounties of Allah and the desires of your respective hearts is brought into the immediate fruition. The, the more and more you're I mean, in the law, then when you have an idea and a desire, 
the distance and time that goes from that thought to reality is how close you are to Allah. And so yes. when you begin to see that synapsis close and it's idea, mm-hmm. idea reality, then you're becoming one with Allah. And so That's right. uh, to, to all your listeners, I pray that whatever the, des- the righteous desires of their heart, when you have that idea and that push from Allah, that's it. Don't look for the next thing. When you get it, go. Right? And so uh, I'll say it like this. You know, we used to skip class and they say the teacher ain't looking and you got to go in. You can't, if you wait, she gonna turn around. Right? So when opportunities are right there, don't play double dutch. Should I jump in? Should I jump in? Go, go. When it's your turn, you got to go. So whatever those ideas, those desires, those gifts, those talents that you've been sitting on, it's time to go. And if you take that right. of mentality, then you begin to see more victories than failures. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Brother Patrick. I know, um, first, I mean, for the prayers, and we truly pray the same for you and for your family, that Allah continue to bless you and your children um, for generations to come. And I want to thank all of you who have chosen today to uh, watch BBI Talks during our Green Gold series. I pray. Matter of fact, I already know that you got some news today, (laughs) y'all. But I just pray that you were able to hear them, to receive them, and be in the spirit of of mind to implement them. And I look forward to uh, next Wednesday's edition. You would never guess who we have, Brother Patrick. We we have the food revolutionary himself, Baba Rashid Nuri. The oh, great wow. urban agricultural wow. advocate. And, and so wow. that is how we're going to conclude this series. I want to thank everybody who was a part of this series from Sister Kelly, who's selling Ghana, land in Ghana, this oceanfront property for less than $10,000. Last week, we had Brother Reginald Muhammad, who is the professor of reparations, and he is going to be back, but he just laid that case for reparations. This week, having your faith farms with thinking outside of the dirt, profiting from your land. And then, of course, next week, we're concluding the Green Gold series with Baba Rashid Nuri of the Nuri Group, uh, who is indeed the quintessential food revolutionary. Uh, Please continue to follow me on Prof. Karima Lotus on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. Thank you, Instagram family, for checking me out. BBI Talk, Professor Karima Lotus. Have a beautiful day. Peace. Thank you. Peace.